yesterday we went out of town for the day. And so the dog stayed with Susie, who was on the show. Um, and we brought them like late Friday night because we were leaving kind of early in the morning. So we're like, we'll just bring them at night and then come back Saturday night and get them. As is like custom. Uh, Cricket was fine. And Crumb was just just pouty the entire time was just like, well, I've been abandoned again. Um, but also <laughs> it, it was pouring rain. So all the photos Susie sent are like extra dramatic where they, she has like a little ledge below her window where like so the dogs can look out. But because it's raining, they're just these like dramatic photos of Crumb looking out the window in the rain, like as if he's like waiting for like a, a, a woman waiting for her husband to come back from the war. Like, oh my god, it's so morose. I love it (laughs) so much. That's so funny. (laughs) We went to pick them up last night and they were really excited at first. They're like, You're back. And then we were like, They're mad at us. Like, did they sulk? They sulked. Did you you get a little sulk happening? Yes. Like, we were on the way back in the car and we kept trying to be like, We're home. And normally they like, their tails will wag and they get all excited. And they were both kind of like, I don't care. You, you abandoned us. That's. Oh my God. They were so so good. Sulky. And they were both doing it as well. Because you would think that like maybe Crumb would sulk, but Cricket would be like, I've forgotten already that I was mad at you, but no. Cricket <laughs> yeah, no. was following his... It, that's Crumb's influence. I like, think so too. You know just for sure that like while you were wearing Crumb was saying to Cricket, like, when they get back, you will speak to them. When they offer you treats, you're going to ignore them. And when they try and get you all excited about the fact that they're here, you just say nothing. Say nothing. Don't listen. Cricket's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we hate them. We're furious. We're furious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, we even like... Um, we got back and I was like, oh, do you want a treat? Like trying to get them their moods up. And they both were like, yes. But they like didn't come over to me. Like normally they <laughs> run to the bag, but I had to come to them and be like, okay, here's your treat. Like they were so sulky. That's so funny. I wonder as well, like, oh, do dogs have a sense of time? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do they know that you were only gone a day? <laughs> a day. Or do do they, is is to them, is it just basically like the same as you leaving them for like a year? Like, do they have a sense of that? Okay, from what I understand, your sense of time is like based on your metabolism. Right. And so I, I think because dogs eat somewhat like times of day, kind of similar to us, like it's not too different. It's like twice a day. Okay. I have a feeling that their t- sense of time is probably like it you know it might be seem a little bit faster a little bit slower but based on that it would make sense to me that it's not insanely different okay yeah i just it just makes you wonder like so are they marking it by like i only had like two meals yeah i think so <laughs> like <laughs> that does yeah that makes sense i'm glad i'm glad because it must be so disorienting if you you know what i mean otherwise yeah because they know like when it's food time like yeah, they, they definitely so, do. At least sure. that. I also just, I don't know, though, with Percy, like, if I just go in the kitchen, she's at me, like, yelling at me to feed her because she's <laughs> like, well, you're right there. Like, you're right next to it. Why you wouldn't you get me a snack if you're... And also, I definitely made the mistake when she was a baby of, like, feeding her when we eat. Mm-hmm. And so now, if I eat at any point in the day, 
even if it's just like me getting like a cup of tea and a biscuit at 11 o'clock she's like okay so i also get a cup of tea and a biscuit yes yeah like where, where's mine so i um that was an error but yeah so she also does know when it's time to eat yeah i'm just like are you just copying me because we're jealous <laughs> yeah. No? yeah how how is percy how's Percy is good. Um, she did not pee on the bed this week, Ooh. which is great. It is because she has lost bedroom privileges and is not allowed in the bedroom without supervision, obviously. Yeah. But it, that's working for us at the moment. So I kind of think I need to just break the habit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing at the moment. She doesn't love being excluded from the bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. she'll even if no one's in there, she'll go outside and yell at the door because she's mm-hmm. like, I can't, like, I like hanging out in this room. I can't believe you're denying me this. And I just explained to her, like, girly, this is on you. Yeah, this is consequences. You, know? you... Yeah. If we're holding, so... like, male celebrities accountable for their actions now, Percy has to learn as well. She does. You cannot pee on other people's beds. No. You can't it's unacceptable. It. Yeah. So, um, that's... The, and I think the real shame is that, like, the tree outside our bedroom window is the tree that all the neighborhood cats congregate at and she used to love watching the drama and she'd kind of you know slightly anticipate like sorry participate in the drama like from a distance but she'd be like at the window meowing at a cat that would then get annoyed that they couldn't reach her and then another cat would come by and that cat would take out and be like redirected aggression and it would take out its frustration with Percy on this poor cat walking and she would love it. Like she'd be there with her tail swishing like I did this. <laughs> um, so like she has lost a form of entertainment. But again, I'm like, you were you were being troublesome. Yeah. So Yeah, you can't yeah. You can't be on the bed. You can't be on the bed. I wonder if it's like but otherwise she's been good, yeah. If she feels like She's behind on one of her shows. You know what I mean? She's like, I've got no I idea what's totally, going on in the tree. Like, totally. Yeah. I also wonder as well, like, does she know she's a cat? Mm. Because she's never, question. like, come into contact. Like, since, obviously, like, leaving her litter and her mum. Yeah. She hasn't come into contact, like, physical contact with other cats. Like, the only time she's come close is when we've been on walks. <laughs> and, like, another cat will kind of pass. And then she reacts, like, like what the hell is this? Like, like you can clearly see her experiencing like a kind of ego death because she's like, I have no idea of like who or what or how I am. Yeah, and I do wonder if she knows that the cats outside the window are the same as she, or if <laughs> or she if thinks she's. Like, she's di- I'm just. I would yeah. love to know. Yeah, is she just watching as if like she thinks she's studying another species? Yeah, like yeah. I just. Because how would she know? Yeah. I guess she knows that they look alike, but does she know that they look alike? <laughs> yeah. Like, does she know? Yeah. I would love to be able to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I think this every day. Yeah. Yeah. What is she? Like, th- I used to say if I had a superpower, I would fly, but I actually think that talking to animals would be That'd better. be so cool. I would love that. Yeah. Especially just, like, little things. When they're like, they're just staring at something. And you're like, is it a ghost? Is it? Yeah. What what are you seeing? And they can't tell you. And I would love to know. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, if you go away, you just explain to them like, hey, this isn't permanent. We'll be back in a little while. Don't worry. Yes. And yeah, when she pees on the bed, I can say, listen, can you just explain to me why you've chosen to do that? (laughs) 
And then I can explain to her that she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And um, I think easy, we would easy. proceed really well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, if, if Crumb was a human, like, he would be the kid at sleepovers that would get too scared and call, have to call home. That's so sweet. <laughs> like, I, I changed my I don't want to do that. I got to go home. I miss my mom. That is so, so. cute. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I kind of get that, though. Like, as a kid, I wasn't really like that. But mm. definitely as I, as I become older, I'm like, I want my own oh, yeah. bed. Oh, yeah. Anytime like. someone's like, you could just stay here. I'm like, absolutely not. I would rather pay for the Uber exactly. to get me home and in my own bed yes. and stay on your sofa. Yeah, It's going to throw off my entire week. Like Honestly, like I have like an eight-step skincare routine. Like, I know, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. Also, just my toothbrush. I, it's not right? Happening. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like my pajamas and like, no. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Not a fan. Um, so this week... Um, we are talking about Groundhog Day and Groundhogs, um, which I did not realize until today is a U.S. and Canada only thing. And Ella was like, what are you talking about? I was because <laughs> Alexis was like, oh, let's talk about Groundhog Day. And I was like, you mean the film <laughs> with who's in that film? Bill Murray. That's it. I was like, yeah, you, you mean the film? Or like, like the saying of a day being repetitive? And you were like, no, no, it's an actual holiday. And I I was honestly stunned. And then Alexa sent me a diagram of groundhogs doing the Groundhog Day weather thing, which we're going to get onto because I have so many questions and I just, I actually don't understand. <laughs> Um, she sent me a diagram and I was like, that's a groundhog? Because I have never seen one. I don't know what they are. Yeah. So I was like, in my head, I was imagining like a little, I was imagining like a little low slung pig. That's what I was imagining. Yeah. I was imagining like a, a sausage dog meets a pig yeah. situation, right? Yeah. Like a, a hog a that hog. is close to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. They look like little beavers or something. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get into groundhog stuff. So I'm going to start with the basic of Groundhog Day or also I feel like it's Groundhog's Day. I don't know, like, if it's just a regional thing that like I think I grew up saying Groundhogs. But right. when you look it up, it's Groundhog Day. Like pl- plural. Hogs. Yeah. Or like it's their day, like possessive. Got you. OK, so it's OK. So either the day is the day that belongs to the groundhog. <laughs> Or, or it's just like a day the, named after a groundhog. Exactly. Like Christmas Day. Exactly. Day, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. Valentine. Okay. Valentine. Is it Valentine's Day? Or is it Valentine's? Val- you know what I mean? Like, is it? Is I, think it it's, I think it's, I think Valentine's it's Valentine's Day? Day here. Anyway. Possessive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's so the too. day of St. Valentine's. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that's, I think, how I've always thought of Groundhog's Day, Groundhog's but Day. then I was like, yeah, like they're the, they're the patron saint of the day. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> but apparently, usually it's written as Groundhog Day. So I, I just, I'm only saying this mostly because I know as I talk about it, I'm going to say Groundhog's Day. And I don't want yeah. anyone coming after me and telling me I'm wrong. 
Yeah, they, they're really hot on grammar, our listeners. <laughs> yeah. I don't want any long emails about how I've made it plural possessive and it, yeah. I just can't. I can't. Um, okay, so uh, Groundhog Day is a tradition observed in the United States and Canada on February 2nd of every year. Um, and it derives from the Pennsylvania Dutch superstition that if a groundhog emerges from its burrow on this day and sees its shadow, it will retreat to its den and winter will go on for another six weeks. And if it, if it does not see its shadow, spring will come early. And this is the sentence that I sent to Ella and Ella said, this is the most unhinged thing I've ever read. <laughs> So, um, I just so a groundhog, which is a small kind of, we'll get into their we'll like into, taxonomy yeah. and stuff in a bit, but like a small beaverish creature. Mm-hmm. My UK peeps who don't come across these frequently, like somewhere between like a, a mama and uh-huh. a beaver is what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those comes out. Yeah. And a group of like American and Canadians stand around it. And if the if if the little dude just keeps on walking uh-huh. because it's 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 like, yeah, okay, spring is on its way. Everyone is like, Great, spring is on its way. Yep. And if the little dude is like, No, no, too cold, look at that shadow, heads back inside, <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, Right, we gotta we gotta strap in for a few more weeks of cold. Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling me. Yep. I, I don't understand okay. how, and we're gonna, we'll how we break got here. So, okay, I will get into, I guess, that part of the history of, like, why this happened. Um, but I'm going to start small and just, like, this is, right. like, so the biggest celebration of this is, like, famously held at Punxsutawney in Pennsylvania, which is also made popular. I think it's in uh, Parks and Rec. takes place there. Um, and this is centering on a semi-mythical groundhog named Punxsutawney Phil. Um, and it is the most frequently attended ceremony. Now crowds as large as 40,000 people gather each year. <laughs> so <laughs> this is massive. <laughs> it's, it's a huge thing. And this is why when Ella was like, what are you talking about? It's like, what do you mean? It's Groundhog I just... Day. <laughs> like America. Like... <laughs> I kind of think we're on to something here. I think everyone should do Groundhog Day. I listen, I'm all for holidays that celebrate weird little animals. So sure, preach sure. to the converted, I'm on board. What is his name? Uh Punxsutawney Phil. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And okay, so if we... speaking of that, so the groundhog was not named Phil until 1961. And I couldn't find exactly why, but possibly it's an indirect reference to Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. And I was like, why? What does that have to do with? Did he visit in 1961? <laughs> I don't know. Like, did... I don't know what the correlation there is. Because a little bit, I was like, are you sure? Or does just Punxsutawney Phil sound good? Like, yeah, I kind of think that's just a wild guess. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't get it either. <laughs> Especially knowing now that like, Groundhog Day isn't a thing in Edinburgh. Why would Prince no. Philip have anything to do with Punxsutawney Phil? It re- like it, no. <laughs> um, I need to look this up. Yeah, because 
I have so many questions. Yeah. I am. Um, oh, I know why. Okay, what? I know what why. You because for some reason in 1953, mm-hmm. punks, how are you saying that word? Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. I, <laughs> I have to do it in your act. Punxsutawney. Okay. Punxsutawney. I can't say it. Um, Because in my act, Punxsutawney yeah. is how I would yeah. do that word. Punxsutawney. Okay. <laughs> Sent two baby groundhogs to the LA Griffith Park Zoo. And they named them Elizabeth and Philip after the queen and her oh, husband. Oh, okay. So it is that. For some reason. Um, yeah. And then um, the, <laughs> the, oh, this is sad. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's just dark humor. Um, the Californian officials were really angry because they think the groundhogs are agricultural pests mm-hmm. and so they uh had to say bye-bye uh oh, no. spiritually yeah. to, to the groundhogs okay. um, and then there was a big controversy because the people of pennsylvania were like oh my god have we uh caused mortal offense to the english royal family uh-huh. and so the head of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club um, went to his congressman to take the matter up with the State Department because they were concerned that they would get into complications with England <laughs> because it might be seen as an insult to the royal family. And I just would like to assure everybody, as <sighs> on on behalf of the British public and the monarchy that I do not support, yeah. that they truly, truly would not have given a shit about the Groundhogs. <laughs> No insult afforded. Don't you worry, uh, punks at all. All good there. That's so. So that's funny. why. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> so okay. So the first celebration of this uh, started in 1887, and it was originally like made large at an elk's lodge, and it used to end in a hunting party. Um, elk's lodges are kind of like. Mm, what I know them now is where like a lot of older age people go and play bingo. Um, sure, they're sort sure. of just like a community center. Um, they have like, I feel like they also have ties with like Freemasons sometimes. It's they're very weird, but they, they exist all over the place. There's Elks Lodges all over the United States. Um, anyway, uh, but they used to end in this big hunting party and they would go and hunt and eat, uh, groundhogs also. And <laughs> which is so weird. Um, but they would eat them. Yeah. And, Apparently, though, the hunt portion of it became more of like a formality because the it takes a long time to prepare the meat. So they ended up actually they already had the groundhogs that they were going to eat at the big feast. And then they would just go and like kind of hunt for sport. Um, but it, it didn't get enough like interest after a while. So they, they discontinued that practice. I'm glad. Yeah. Mostly, though, I wanted to bring this up because one of the things that they would have was a drink called Groundhog Punch. Okay. And it was served. And talk me through it. I don't. There's not a lot of info except that the flavor has been described as a cross between pork and chicken. Wait, but that's a drink. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a chickeny drink. I think I think it was made of groundhog, but yeah, it was like a. It tasted Ew. like just like a meat juice drink. So I think that like, also I, might be what? why. Like, not to yuck your yum, no, but yuck. Yuck, big time yuck. 
anyway, I just thought that was what, interesting. But why? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I said, they stopped this pretty soon. So I think maybe the punch was gross. And everyone thought, why don't we not do this part of the holiday? Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's the origins of, like, kind of the, the Punxsutawney holiday. It comes, it started... The Pennsylvania Dutch were immigrants from uh, German-speaking areas of Europe. And Germans had a tradition of marking Candlemas, February 2nd, and it was called Badger Day there. And basically, same thing. If a a badger emerging from its den encountered a sunny day, thereby casting a shadow, um, it meant that there would be four more weeks of winter. So that's where it comes from. And... uh, in like folk religion, like various traditions and superstitions continue to be linked with this holiday. Um, and of course, it was discouraged by Protestant reformers in the 16th century. Um, Everything was. They right? didn't like fun. Ugh, no fun at all. Um, but so it, it was traditionally a badger. Uh, the animal has also been a bear or the fox. Um, but it like basically... Um, especially when it was the bear, when they grew scarce, the lore got altered. And right. I thought that was really interesting where they're like, oh, crap, there's no more bears. We'll just switch to, we'll we'll call it the badger that's still around. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so in the, oh, yeah, okay, there's a, in the German version, there's like a simpler, cu- uh, like, couplet that they would use. Um, and it's basically, um, if Camomas is fair and clear, there'll p- uh, be two winters in the year. Right, okay. Um. So that's where it comes from. And then there are also, in learning about this, there were other countries that had similar traditions. So, which I just, you know, we love learning about this. But so in the Gaelic calendar of Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man, um, it's called Bridget's Day. It's February 1st. Oh, St. Bridget. Mm -hmm. After St. Bridget. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. a song in Ireland, which is like, we sing a song to Bridget. Bridget brings the sit. Spring, Bridget brings the spring. Yeah, yes. and it's about like how she brings springtime. Yeah, so apparently. same. Honestly, same thing. But you know, okay, like it's all right, coming from the same, I think, origin of like all. All of this feels like what's actually happening is animals come out of start to come out of hibernation. And yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. kind of and like, like oh, the flowers winter's start coming. And yeah, stuff. um, and in Scotland, I guess the animal that heralds spring on this day is the snake. On the Isle of Man, it's a large bird, um, and often uh, hedgehogs have also been used in Irish folk tradition. Right. And I think, oh, they said uh, to see a hedgehog was a good weather sign for the hedgehog comes out of the hole in which he spent his winter, looks out to judge the weather, and he goes back into his burrow if it's bad weather, um, if it's going to continue. And if he yeah. stays out, it means that it's going to be a mild winter. I wonder if it's to do with, because what are we, I'm trying to think about this. So what are we talking about? Like the first or second of February? Yeah. So that would be halfway between mm-hmm. the winter solstice mm-hmm. and the spring equinox, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is exactly so is what I was going to say. Uh huh. Is that what you're going to say? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You're solving I'm the riddle. It. <laughs> I'm solving the riddle. I'm getting it now. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like the um, kind of like Halloween or yes, uh, or May Sam. Day. Sam Hugh, I'm never, I'm oh, never uh, going to say it right. Samhain, 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 yeah. Um, which is halfway between yep. you uh, nailed it. summer and winter. So it's like, related yeah. to so, yeah. two other holidays, Halloween and May Day, um, because they trace their right. roots to the same cycle of these like pagan uh, 
celebrations. Um, and these are the holidays where the cross quarter days um, that fall midway between a solstice and an equinox. That's it, between a solstice and equinox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is another so you've one. Got, like, where... the... Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got the halves, which are like the, the solstices. Yeah. And then the equinoxes, which are the quarters. And then you've got these days, which are in between those as well. Yes. What were the others? So, so this one. There's a uh, May Day. Halloween. Uh, yeah. Which is oh, May Day. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the pagan holiday that this comes from is called Imbolc, I-M-B-O-L-C. Um, and it's on February 1st through sundown on February 2nd. And it marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Um, and Wiccans and other practitioners of these like pagan influenced religions, basically like they all are. It's like kind of a big party where everyone stays up. Um, and like you said, the... the um, Bridget? Yeah. How you say it? Yeah. Um, is a big part of that. Who? Yeah. And it's just a classic thing, though, where, like, the Catholic Church and things were like, oh, we're doing a holiday that day? Okay, what are we going to do? Let's do this one about little animals. That seems safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, like, the big nature deity stuff that scares us. <laughs> yes, exactly. It feels a little bit out of our control. <laughs> a little bit too much like giving people power. Mm-hmm. Let's bring a little rodent out and see if he's got a shadow. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> um, oh, I thought this one was fun. In Croatia and Serbia, um, their version of this was from a bear as well. And basically, though, their version is like, if the bear wakes up... And it sees its shadow because he's all sleepy and disoriented. He's going to get scared of his shadow. He's going to be like, ah, and freak out and go back into go back into hibernation and prolong winter. That's so cute. because He's like, it's another bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Help. <laughs> I'm not ready to not, fight him. I'm sleepy. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's Groundhog Day. I did find a very funny list also of like. Other, there's Punxsutawney Phil, like we talked about, who's very famous, but across the United States and Canada in like the other regional celebrations, they use like a different, you know, either a different groundhog or a different animal. And they all have very funny names or like origins. Okay. Um, So like. Talk talk me through them. Well, okay. In, uh, where's this Turtleback Zoo in New Jersey, they have Essex Ed, the groundhog, and Otis, the hedgehog. Um, That's so funny. (laughs) They got Great Neck Greta in in Long Island uh, with her great neck. They have, oh, who is this one? Oh, yes. Okay. And then there's a story. Of Staten Island Chuck, which you can guess he's from Staten Island and he's Chuck. Um, because I'm sure Ella might have might get into this, but groundhogs are also called woodchucks. Um, Those I've heard of. Right. So I didn't realize they were the same. Yeah, same guy. Um, same guy. But so Stat- <laughs> so there's a story where there was Staten Island Chuck. He was it was the stage name for the official weather casting woodchuck for New York City. In 2009, Chuck bit then NYC Mayor Mike Bloomberg, prompting zoo officials to quietly replace him with his daughter, Charlotte. And then in 2014, there's a lot of drama with this one. uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio dropped Charlotte during the ceremony 
and visibly disturbing many of the children present for the event. And the thing is, Charlotte happened to die a week later. And the zoo officials say, like, it was unlikely to be the cause of the demise. Like, they're, they're, they're fairly robust. That wasn't what happened. But it was pe- people kept speculating that. So Bill de Blasio did not participate in the tradition thereafter because he was too worried that people would accuse him of having killed Charlotte. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> That's quite funny. I really that I'm sure that was not on his bingo cal- bingo card for the no. year. Like accused of, of killing a, <laughs> killing a groundhog. No. Um, and then you had I'll just do a couple more. Dunkirk Dave. You've got French Creek Freddy, which I really like. I love that so much. <laughs> um, Buckeye Chuck, Concord Casimir. And then in Canada... Concord... Casimir. One more time. Concord Casimir. Yeah. Per- perfection. Perfection. That is perfection. Um, yeah. In yeah. Canada, they, uh, call, they, they are marmots, so they refer to... It's called the Day of the Marmot there. Um, and there's Wyerton Willie in Ontario. And then you got Manitoba <laughs> Merv... And Winnipeg Win, Winnipeg Win, Balzac Billy, like just ten out of ten. Everyone's doing great. Yeah, naming really these groundhogs. spectacular naming here. Yeah, um, and you know you've got your people who are like, this isn't a good way to actually predict the weather. Yada yada. I don't care about that, and I don't want to hear you saying this is pseudoscience because I don't care. We're uninterested. Uninterested in that. <laughs> We don't care what you have to say <laughs> on the subject. We've got a weatherologist to deal with that. For now, I'm going to keep referring to the groundhogs. That's the end. I love it so much. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, no, forget that. It's literally like nothing I've ever heard of anywhere else. <laughs> like, I love um, kooky traditions yeah. and that kind of come from folklore and like, yeah, that's that's so funny. <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest. Hundreds of millions of people watch it every year. It played a part in the democratic revolution in Portugal. It introduced the world to Riverdance and it launched Celine Dion's career. But you might have never watched it. It's got so much history and so many storylines that it can feel overwhelming to get into. Mm -hmm. It's like a real housewife season, but everyone's a better singer. Well, sometimes, but that's where we come in. I'm Dimitri Pompey. I'm Oscar Montoya. And I'm Jeremy Bent, and we're the hosts of Eurovangelists. If you're new to Eurovision, we'll tell you everything you need to know to start enjoying the world's most important song competition. And if you're already a fan, we'll dive deep on its wildest moments. Like when Ireland sends a turkey puppet to sing for them. Your evangelist. New episodes every Thursday. On MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. What movie character made you feel seen? I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Joy Wang slash 
Shabutupaki. That one question launches amazing conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment. Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election. So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out. Oof, this is real. New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org. Groundhogs are interesting, interesting little creatures. Um, interestingly, like, I mean, yeah, I, I did assume that they'd be related to pigs. They're not. Yeah. Um, they're kind of big squirrels, to be honest. Yeah. Um, related to marmots, mm-hmm. beavers, chucks, woodchucks, mm-hmm. etc. Um, they're considered to be quite solitary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, and they, oh yeah, they don't form stable long-term pair bonds. Um, so during the mating season, interactions are limited to copulation only, which (laughs) makes me laugh. Um, just them being like, I got what I wanted, bye. (laughs) Um, but apparently this does, this can kind of be affected by location, which I think is also really interesting. So in Ohio, apparently, mm-hmm. um, adult males and adult females tend to associate each other with that without throughout the year more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what is in the water in Ohio, but <laughs> it seems slightly more stable, healthy, long-term pair bonds going on. Good for them. Um, they're apparently incredibly intelligent, are able to form complex social networks and understand social behavior. They communicate through whistling mm-hmm. and are capable of working cooperatively uh, to solve tasks i'm just looking at some crazy pictures of their teeth because their teeth are they're are crazy they're crazy i mean they're classic yeah. rodent but they're like for some reason i feel like they're extra visible on them yeah so they have four incisor teeth and they grow to be they grow 1.5 millimeters every week mm-hmm. so that's why they have to use them so much by like chewing and stuff hence woodchuck right um so they tend to be like grinding them down as quickly as they're growing them right yeah um and as a result of that they are of course well adapted for digging um they also have powerful short legs long broad claws oh they're herbivores um mostly but they are capable of eating small animals occasionally like grubs grasshoppers and snails and uh, even more occasionally, even baby birds and bird eggs. But they're not as omnivorous as other squirrel type creatures, okay. which supposedly eat a lot more uh, meat related things. <laughs> um, uh, they burrow uh, mm. for sleeping and for looking after their kids and for hibernating. Um, and the longest burrow that I think we have on record is something like 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Like, that's pretty good digging. Oh, yeah. And then they have, and generally they have, like, a, a main burrow and then some side galleries. So they're doing a little bit of, like, architectural uh, planning under there. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> they're little little underground interior designers. Love it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they are considered to be pests because mm-hmm. they can damage farm machinery and even undermine building foundations. Crazy. Crazy. So strong. <laughs> so, so strong. 
and uh, they do enter into hibernation. Apparently, they're one of the few species enter into true hibernation. So they build a separate winter burrow mm. um, in a kind of wooded or bushy area that is below uh, the frost line, which seems sensible. Yeah. But that must be quite deep for it to be uh, below the line of frost. Oh, yeah. Um, and they tend to hibernate between uh, October and April, uh, but can be less in warmer climates. Uh, and when they enter hibernation, there is a drop in body temperature to as low as two degrees Celsius, which I think is, I'm going to guess, yeah. I'm going to say 30. Oh, of course. 35. Okay, cool. Um, that was so far. Yeah. Because whenever you're like, it's like 40 here, I'm like, <laughs> I know that that means very cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, great. 35 degrees Fahrenheit, 2 degrees Celsius. But their heart rate falls to like four beats a minute. Oh, wow. And they and then they take one breath every six minutes. Isn't that wild? I want to know like what strange like m- meditative state their brains are in in these. I know. Like where where do they go? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. You know? Oh, that's such a good idea for a fantasy book. Oh, like the like, other hi- the other world that hibernating yeah. animals go to when they're yeah, yeah. when they're hibernating. Did we call dibs on that idea? Yeah, yeah. No one take it. No one take it. No one take it. <laughs> that is such a good. That could be such a cool animated. Yeah, a weird animated series. Couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll Ellen and that. I have a lot of work to do on our new show. <laughs> don't, don't listen. Don't listen to that. <laughs> um so yeah that's those are the woodchucks they're awesome cute little creatures um apparently they generally could live about 10 years though apparently punt oh my god i will say it right punts a tawny hill (laughs) is uh, is allegedly like 125 years old or something yes because he has magic powers i guess yeah he predicts the weather so well, exactly. So that makes sense. Um, so yeah, those are groundhogs. Awesome. They're such a random animal to get all this attention because it's not even like, like there are so many others that they're related to. Like, why them? It's just so random. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, it just feels like that was the animal closest when they were trying to think of an idea for what to do. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, and I guess if you, did you say it was badgers they were th- that, they, that they were looking at mm-hmm. originally, the Germans? Mm-hmm. So like, that makes sense. Like, if they were in Germany and they were like, yeah, badgers. Badgers are the first dudes that we see yes. when it looks like spring is on its way around Bridget's Day or in bulk or whatever. And then they came hit to the States and were like, right, can't see any badgers. <laughs> But we, yeah. we can see these other little odd creatures. Let's make it about them instead. Um, and then, yeah, bears, where there are bears, etc. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those those are groundhogs. Yeah, they're kind of just a classic rodent, I feel like. They're just a, yeah. just a little guy that had a whole holiday. I wonder, Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I was just say, I do find it interesting the way that they, like, they can have such impact on their environment and on their habitats. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just, that's quite fascinating. Like such a small average looking little rodent can yeah. have the ability to like, yeah, make house foundations unstable. Um, you know, if the, the amount of borrowing they do must really do something for like woodlands and plains and forests and things. So I, I, they're like, they're small, but mighty. Aren't yes. They? 
Yes. Yeah. We get, um, they sometimes will leave little, uh, holes all over the ground, basically at parks and things like that. So you'll be walking and like suddenly the entire, like the ground is just full of little groundhog holes. Um, wild. So, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, do you have the, how much wood would woodchuck chuck of woodchuck could chuck wood yes there? okay yeah yeah great yeah just wanted to know if that was everywhere or just united states so you know we have that too listen all theater kids have stood <laughs> exactly in the wings of a performance <laughs> saying how much wood would woodchuck chuck of woodchuck could chuck wood over and over and over again good so. good <laughs> um cool uh so that's groundhog day um We'll see you but, all. Sorry, one last question. Oh, yeah. One last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what does it have to do with something happening over and over and over again? That's just the premise of the movie. Every in in the movie Groundhog's Day, uh, Bill Murray wakes he every day. It's like Russian Doll. He wakes up and keeps having the same day over and over and again. Why is it called Groundhog's Day? Because that's the day he wakes up on. Every day is Groundhog's Day. It's a good movie. Right. It's really good. No, it is. It's just I my under I fully just thought that like the movie was called. I thought that the notion of Groundhog's right, Day because you didn't realize it first. was a, a thing. So I didn't realize it was a thing. Right. So I was like, oh, Groundhog's Day is when something happens over and over again. And then they made a movie called Groundhog's Day about a day that happens over and over that and over again. That makes sense. I didn't realize that it was a separate thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's, I really should watch that film. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Highly recommend. Um, yeah, so we'll see all of you down in Punxsutawney for the festival this year we'll see 10 out of 10 100% I'm so gay <laughs> um, and as always send us your ready pet goes send us your ideas send us your Groundhog Day traditions um, yeah I really I'm fascinated now like I'm invested I want to hear about like local Groundhog Day festivals yeah. and celebrations to people yes. like, tell me what you lot do do you drink Groundhog Punch <laughs> please don't you know, please tell us you don't. Do you like, I don't know, dress up as little big toothed rodents? Like, what's the deal, guys? There are, oh, speaking of which, I did see there are some human mascots for this day. So, of course there are. Yeah. Of course yeah. there are. Um, email them to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Uh, join us on Discord. Join us on Instagram. Have a great day. Yeah. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.